Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How are you, Rob? Oh, I'm doing real good. Training's back in action, baby. Just wrapped one up yesterday with uh, the guys from Pyramid Floors down in New Jersey. Excellent. It was good to get back and uh, holidays are over and hit the ground running, man. Yep. Right on. I've been hearing that. So glad to see it. Also, the Nashville RTC is coming along really well. Oh, that's just going to be, that's going to be the apple of our eye, huh? Yep. Yep. That's going to be exciting, man. Uh, that, that's when I can get down to myself a few times. Yeah. So I will grace you with my, uh, my uh, presence there, Rob. Oh, that's, no, that's exciting for you. That's a small bell for that one. There you go. All right. Hey, Rob, listen, I was uh, reading a survey uh, about painters. And you say, well, what the hell's that got to do with our industry? Uh, I thought it was interesting, the overlap. And uh, I thought it was a very good survey. And I think that our listeners would get something out of this because uh, uh, it does. It, I've always said it's interesting when trades cross over, you know, and I think the survey was uh, pretty cool. I sent it to you and uh, I thought maybe we would talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I did read through the article, probably one of the few things I've ever read that you actually sent me uh -huh. out of all the stuff that you send. This one, I, all right, I'll, I'll give this one a go. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But paintings and coatings, you know, they're, they're a lot of the information that I talk about um, when I get into the, the dew point process and how dew points will affect floor coatings and, you know, things like that. Uh, that information, I spoke directly to a guy from the American Painting Association. He was their, he was their tech guy. And um, man, him and I talked for hours about this stuff and really how close the two industries, you know, really are as far as weather, paint, weather, finish, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, when I saw this uh, survey and everything, I thought, oh, this would be a good, uh, great topic. Wow. Talked to him for a couple hours, huh? Sorry, I missed it. Oh, yeah, just two tech guys talking about dew points and relative humidity and floor temperature. Yeah, you, you would have thought the, the only guy who was missing was Howard Brickman. Yeah. Well, listen, this, what I like about this survey, it's uh, like, really, it's for just a, a business person working in the trades. And the first question does not apply to hardwood floor contractors at all. But I thought it was very interesting, and I bet everybody would never guess the answer to this. And that the first question that was asked is, uh, why exactly do homeowners decide to hire a painter? And if you think about that, why would homeowners decide to hire a professional painter? What's the number one answer? Everybody right now, please play the Jeopardy theme song in your head. Yeah. That, that final Jeopardy theme song. Yeah. Because when I read that, it just cracked me up and I'll, I'll tell you why. Go ahead, Wayne. Why? The number one answer, the number one answer is I couldn't reach the areas that need to be painted. <laughs> now that clearly has nothing to do with hardwood floors. I will grant you that, but I thought that was uh, interesting and why, you know, uh, what even professional painters would think and, and versus what the reality is. So it sometimes tells you how well you know your customers or you don't. The funny part of when I read that was years and years ago, my father-in-law said, uh, 
you know, I'm thinking of painting the house, his house, you know, the inside of his house. And I said, well, hell, you know, me and the kids, we'll, we'll paint it for you. We'll, we'll do it. We'll help you. You know, more hands make uh, easier work, that kind of thing. Right. Or rising tide mm -hmm. raises the dock, something like that. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking this is an easy job. It's a raised ranch, no problem, okay? But it's a raised ranch with vaulted ceilings. And that's what Bum said to me. He goes, how are we going to get up there? And it was the funniest. It was like Keystone Cops, okay? We we're building stuff. And that was, that was the big question is, how are we going to get up there? You know, it's like a 20-foot ceiling or something. It was huge because, it's like I said, it's a vaulted ceiling, no attic or anything. And it was comical. And when I read, that's the number one reasons people hire painters. I was like, yep, absolutely. Definitely. Been there, done that. So we're not going to talk about painting. We're not going to go down that path really at all. But I will tell you my paint, one painting story. Uh, when I first got into doing floors and uh, the first place I started really was, uh, uh, I was doing apartment buildings to this guy that owned like seven or eight apartment buildings in the Oakland and San Francisco Bay Area. Some not so nice, some really not so nice, and some really high-end apartments. And the guy loved the way we did the floors. And so he said, hey, would you also want to paint these places also? So I don't have to hire two different people. <laughs> and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I thought, all right, you know, we, I, I could do that. Rob, I hated it within 10 minutes of it. I did not want to do it. And I, I talked to my brother, my youngest brother, into helping me. And <laughs> keep in mind now, we're 20 years old. 20 years old? Probably about 20 years, 20, 21 years old. And he's probably 18. And uh, so I talked him into doing it. So we got in an argument. And <clears throat> I said something, I can't remember what I said, but he threw a fork at me. Okay. Well, the fork stuck in my thigh. I mean, you know, how it hit, it stuck in my thigh when it landed. He couldn't have done that with a hundred tries. No, and thank God he didn't. But yeah, it, 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 so uh, yeah, that's my experience painting. My one and only professional paint, paint job. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Um, let's do some, let's go down and do some things that this survey figured out. Homeowners who solicited just one quote for their project totaled 35% of those surveyed in 2021. 46 received two or more quotes. So one thing I get out of this when I hear that is that you really want your quotes to stand out from everybody else, right? I, I was really surprised on that, that one third of the people getting a quote from somebody just got one quote. Yeah. And then I really started to think about it is like, well, you know, how many of those quotes that, that you were did when you and I were out there doing it, how many of those quotes were a referral? So, you know, yeah. I think if it a referral, but I was even surprised to see that in print that, yep, one quote, one quote. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about referrals too during, in this survey, but um, uh, now, so listen to this, 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 uh, I'm going to make a statement here that the painter with the lowest price will win my business. How many, how many people, what percentage of people you think that that was the top answer? That was another one that 
and it shouldn't have shocked me either. Yeah. Because we, this is what we preach, right? Yep. We've had so, people say into the show that Rob sounds greedy sometimes when he's talking about his money. Well, two thirds of the people surveyed, two thirds said price was not the issue. The yep. low price was not why they chose. That was awesome. Yep. 63% of those survey respondents disagreed with that statement. Painting with the lowest price gets my business. That's amazing. Uh, it is, and it's encouraging to hear. And it talks about that. And it kind of makes you just understand how important value is in separating yourself from the next guy and not, not being afraid to be, you know, to charge for your services, right? Not thinking that you have to be the lowest guy. Um, referrals from family or friends or others remain consistently the top means by which a homeowner found out about the painters they hired coming in at 49%. So 49% of the, the people they hired were, were off referrals, people that they do, they trusted, right? I think this gets more interesting as we go along because it kind of goes against what you might think about social media and stuff like that, right? That was kind of a, an eye-opener too. Yep. Uh, repeat business drove 17% of the, of the painters, paint, painter hires while referrals from contractors and other trades accounted for 16% of the hires. I'm going to read that again because I think that's important. 17% of painter hires while referrals from contractors were, were re, while referrals from contractors and other trades accounted for 16% of the hires. What that tells you is something that my brother has always told me is that you always, if you're working with high-end guys on the job, you want to give everybody your business card, all the other trades guys, and you want to collect theirs, right? You want to, you want to, you know, because guys that are doing like high-end work, like painters, for instance, the really high-end painters, he's going to be in high-end homes, right? And getting a referral from another tradesman that works in high-end homes is gold. So it's, it tells you how important it is to network. Oh my gosh. Uh, absolutely. I've always told the story of, uh, you know, the guy who did our roof, you know, he's just a local guy, local roofer, carpentry work, things like that, but everybody loves him. So him and I used to get each other tons of different work, but you know, people liked our work, people liked his work. So it was just a match made in heaven. So absolutely. When you're networking with the right guy, the right companies and that's another way that you're not racing to the bottom with that price too you start traveling in different circles and, uh, and the interesting thing about that is it's amazing how easier your life gets because when you're not having the nickel and dime and you know worry about oh i, I can't charge that much because this guy blah 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 uh, now you're in where you can charge money where you're more comfortable doing the job. There's more, there's more room there if issues come up and money is less of a problem, right? The, the, the quality of the job is more important. And also when we first started out doing floors, I told you we were working those apartment buildings, right? These, this guy, they're all 350 square feet apartment buildings or 500 square feet. And they were cut up as all get out, right? And then we're also starting out, so we're working like in the in the flats of Oakland, of Oakland, not up in the hills where all the money was. And so the subfloors were in worse, more disrepair, and you know the the situation going in was was not desirable sometimes. 
and you made less money because you had a you know all, all that was going on when i started you know getting hanging around with people with more money <laughs> and you know different qual quality of, of uh houses whatever there's more money there right you can't blood squeeze blood from a turnip as they say and uh uh so yeah man you would think that that maybe it gets to there's more pressure listen pressure is a privilege that's the way i look at it and uh, i'll take the opportunity every day to get my swings at the bat so yeah pressure is a privilege that's exactly right is that a highlander or do you hear that uh, from somebody else? i don't know if i have ever heard that from anybody but that's the way i look at it as soon as you yeah. said that you start traveling in different circles i thought you were going to go a completely different route 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 yeah i thought you were gonna you know when you kind of separated yourself from the rest of the guys becoming a corporate stooge i i mean uh you know the adhesives sales manager for adhesives you know when you said more money better people different you know <laughs> <laughs> that's where i thought you were going is you know your little corporate stooge club there yeah i still hang around with you and my other friends aren't around it is nice to see uh, yeah. like you said when you said you hey you know once uh once the training center's done, I just might grace uh, yeah. grace you guys with showing up. So the, you know the rule with you and I: if I'm around other managers, you just don't don't come around and talk to me. Don't look don't look directly in the eye. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I remember all the rules. Don't make eye contact. No eye contact. But when that but when it's just me and you, we can talk like old friends. But you know, just yeah, you just can't cross the line. It's still Mr. Highlander, but that's all right. I yeah yeah I get it. Absolutely. I mean, corporate stooge, floor of the year. You, you really, yeah. last year was a big yeah. year for you. I, I, this could be a tough year for you. To, to, to follow up on that last year? Uh, to follow up on last year, I mean, you had, uh, you had a lot of good stuff last year, man. Yeah, but like I just said, pressure is a privilege. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long year. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question. I'm going to go back to that for a second. Mm -hmm. the, is that what <laughs> I got to talk to your, I got to talk to your team. Is, is that what you've got all them believing? Um, no, I don't know if I've ever told them that, but I've always, I mean, listen, um, I, I've always said a few things in life, Rob. And one of them is this, I ain't never made any money off a poor man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, people back in the day used to complain about yuppies are coming to the neighborhoods and whatever, but uh, yeah, they're they pay they're they're paying the bills, right? So uh, rising tide, rising yeah, tide. Yeah, so uh, that's the way I look at it. If, if we're you know in this lucky enough to be in this position uh, in this industry, I think then speaks for itself. All right. So, but the last thing we just said was sixteen or seventeen percent drove the uh, the refer drove the business the referrals. That tells you how important your reputation is and responsiveness is the quoting process the the whole nine yards uh and how much that you can separate yourself just right there alone uh, and you know today rob we see it all the time um it's harder and harder to find you know real professionals in a lot of industries you know what i mean and what a pleasure it is when you see them you want to not only support them do business with them but you want to be an advocate for them I, I met a kid the other day, he's 19 years old. He was the nicest, politest kid 
that I've I've been around a long time, man. And you you just man, you want nothing but for sec, for success for a guy like that, right? So it's the same with the business. You know what I mean? If you meet someone who's just over the top professional in every every way, I mean, what is that worth? You stop thinking about the price real quick, right? Yeah, that no, that was uh that was that one part of the survey. Four point two stars out of five mm-hmm. when they were asking the question. What was that? And that was their biggest one was response time, reputation, and the quality of the products. Yeah. Yep. 4.2 out of five stars. That's that's just about everything. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that responsiveness, um, I might have blown that off six months ago, said, ah, you know, everybody gets back to people. I, we wanted to have the house um, steam cleaned two guys still nobody's got back to me and that was i started that back in november pauline said geez i think it might we should get the chimney done you know we've been living in this house for (laughs) 30 years maybe we should have the chimney cleaned i've called two chimney guys called and sent emails one guy i thought he was a buddy of mine we coached hockey together or i coached his son in hockey everything seemed good he's kind of in the same time I haven't heard anything from anybody. Nothing. Nothing. Is this a guy that you maybe should have made eye contact with too? Uh, I don't think he was better than me. I thought we were on the same plane, you know. And no response? Not nothing. Multiple calls. I So, uh, you know, Pauline had mentioned that, and I, I kind of blamed her. I go, I think everybody knows you're tough on contractors and maybe the words out, it's gotta be you, not, not me. I mean, especially the chimney guy. I mean, I, I let that kid's, I let that guy's kid play. He had, he got a lot of ice time. So it wasn't something like, you know, I would have never called a guy if the, you know, but no, I was very surprised. So <laughs> talk about response time and price. If I finally get, if I get somebody to call me back and come it, Looks like they're going to get the job. If you know in this day and age how hard it is for someone to respond to you and, and be that over-the-top professional, and you're that guy, what is that? That tells you right there that you can really raise your prices. Oh, and my you, gosh. I mean, it is such a yes. pleasure. When, when, you, when you find a gym like this, you don't care about the price anymore, man. You're, you're glad to, to know him, to have him in the house, and to refer him. So, uh, so I mean, it, it's just – and on the flip side of that, if you're, and I've had this, we've all had this happen where a guy comes in the house to do some work and he's just miserable or he's kind of a smart aleck or he's kind of, you know what, one day, you know, I travel a lot, obviously. And uh, one day, what did we, Judy had to have the heater guy at the house when I was gone, right? So they had to go in the basement. This is a really old house. So um, while the guy was down in the basement, my wife went down there with him to show her where everything was at and whatever. And it's a dark, it's not like a finished basement, right? And it's dark down there and it's kind of eerie because it's an older house. He asked my wife, while he was down there, do you live alone? And then he said, and then he said, does it, does it scare you being down here like this? I mean, what, what the hell kind of thing to say to, to a lady when you're on an estimate? That was like game over, dude. You're 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 done. You know what I mean? What a stupid thing to say. So, 
it it's uh, it, it does amaze me sometimes the things that you hear we, we had a heater guy same thing same thing we had a heater guy come in and you know we've been doing business with this company for a long time and something went wrong with the heater they send the repair guy over he's an older guy he's like my age you know and all of a sudden this guy just starts ranting about the politics and his politics and you know I know we don't talk politics and religion and stuff in the show. And there's a reason, yep. right? There's a reason for it. In the professional situation, I was just shocked Yeah, that this guy was just so over the top. Like, you know, there's no flags. I don't have bumper stickers. I don't do the political signs. Yep. You know, there's none of that that would give him the, hey, oh, you know, it's okay to yeah. go with this fan. Well... <laughs> Number one, the guy did not get a tip. Pauline, anybody comes to do some work here, Pauline, you're getting a $20 tip. You will get a tip as long as, you know, all you got to do is do the job and, you know, don't insult her and you're, you're in. Yeah. So when I saw this guy got no tip, I was like, oh, this guy really, this guy really crossed the line. Yeah. Then she picks up the phone and says, Next time we get a service call, do not send him. And yeah. they're like, oh, what happened? This and that. She's like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Just, just we don't need to, you don't need to send him again. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't cost a dime. You don't gain anything. You know what I mean? It just, it just makes no sense. And uh, I did an insurance job one time and it, and it was in a hallway doing a repair. A water heater went or whatever. When I got there, at the same time, the water heater guy showed up. Right. So we're both in this little small hallway that we, we can't we can't work like this. Right. And he was late. I came in on time and this guy was way late for being there. He was supposed to be there hours ago. So uh, she said, listen, you I, he, he's scheduled to be here. So he's going to be here. You're going to have to come back. He goes, well, I can't come back. My boss, blah, blah, whatever. So um, he said, he said, do you mind if I use your phone? She goes, sure. So he went in to use her phone. She disappeared. Next thing I know, she is screaming at this guy. She comes, she came in there and she goes, you call me a crazy dingbat. You get out of here and don't you ever come back. She picked up the phone and listened to his conversation with the boss on, on the other phone. And he must have said, hey, this crazy oh, dingbat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. not good. So, uh, but to our point, I mean, the, just the act of being an overtop professional is worth money. So uh, just over the top professional. I mean, it, it takes you no extra time and it is worth a lot of money more now today than it ever has been. You know, uh, I said to bum, oh, maybe it was maybe six months after COVID really started, you know, ramping up, you know? And so I said, how, uh, how are you doing your estimates and everything? You know, how's, how's that going? I mean, this is when everybody, this, you know, back when we're six months in, you know, like May of 2020, everybody was paranoid, right? Nobody really knew. I mean, knew, knew it was bad, but just didn't have a lot of good information. So I said, how are you doing your estimates? You know, how's that go? And he's like, I pull up, I tell them that I'm on my way. And then when I pull into the driveway, I tell them, I call them, tell them I'm there. I get out, I roll my, he goes, I have my windows down, I get out. I show them that I'm putting my mask on. 
I'm using hand sanitizer. I put gloves on. He approaches the house. And then when he goes out, he's doing this whole, he's got this whole thing that he was doing, which to your point, what you just said of being over the top professional. Well, for somebody like Pauline, like if we have somebody come in, to, like we had a heater guy about six or eight months ago, and the guy comes to the door and Pauline goes, do you mind putting a mask on? He goes, oh, no, no problem. You know, he runs out, puts the mask on. But Bum was like what I thought was over the top, right? But like you said, you know, and we're talking about responsiveness and reputation and everything. Man, that over the top that he was during the COVID, his, his COVID protocol, it worked miracles for him. Well, it's now more urgent than ever. No matter what people think about the mask, the no mask, the double mask, whatever, who cares? I don't care. But now, you know, some people are very, very have staunch police on either side of this. So I think you just have to make that clear right up front. And that's another thing. It's your house, your rules. And uh, my opinion is your opinion. Do you want me to wear the mask? I mean, I, I'm more than happy to. If you don't want to, it's, you know what I mean? Uh, now, I'll clarify that with. You also, the contract, you have your beliefs, right? And you have to, you know, you have to honor those as well, so. Well, that's funny. That's, um, that's how we've been doing our trainings for the last, you know, six or eight months. Um, trainings that we do with the Bona RTC, you know, we're still calling, uh, still following the COVID protocol and masks and distancing. And, you know, we, we uh, disinfect the place every night but that's our house. So that's our, like you said, our house, our rules. When we're doing things at distributorships or other, we kind of go by what, what their rules are. You know, I, I'll still wear a mask, but it, it's funny because whether you're a masker or not a masker, I think we're at the point now where most people respect the opinion either way, rather than, you know, with two years of working during this, I still haven't had anybody complain one way or the other about masking or no masking and if we ask them to mask up everybody's very polite and does it and we move on i was at the airport the other day and i was going through the um through the uh you know the checkout line or whatever you know to to get to the uh terminal or whatever and you know i give him my driver's license and i gave him my ticket right and he has to you know pull the mask down so he can see your face right but so he goes pull the mask down He's an old, really old, real old guy. I pulled the mask down. He goes, oh, God, put that back up. <laughs> I, I think I look better with a mask. I yeah. really do. I, I, I could I'd I, wear it I forever. I look better with a mask. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, just real quick here. Um, before the COVID thing, before the mask, before all this stuff, I, I, uh, I knocked on a lady's door uh, for an estimate. She opened the door and Rob, the, the wafting smell of smoke would knock out anybody. I mean, it was like this, this lady, and she had a cigarette in her hand and she was a real old lady, you know, wrinkled, really old lady. But what came to the door also was a pug dog. And I looked down at the pug dog and it's, you know, it's, it's tongue was out, right? It was the driest tongue I've ever seen on a, on a four-legged creature. And his eyes were yellow, right? And uh, as I'm talking to her, she said, you know, I rescued this dog. <laughs> from, from what? Yeah, that's what I thought. She goes, you know, I, he was on the street somewhere and I brought him in and uh, I rescued him. And I looked at that dog and I thought, that dog. That dog, 
has got to be the most unlucky rescue dog. Yes. And especially you being the rescuer of animals. Yes. This yeah. had to be a killer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you take the job just so you could steal the dog? Is that where uh, the story's going? I, 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 the no, dog I, got lost in your truck. I think we did do the job, but uh, yeah, I didn't take the dog. All right. Another interesting thing, and I found this super interesting, Rob, that social media and Facebook, uh, Twitter, Nextdoor, any of those stuff just accounted for 6% of the reasons that the person got the job. And that actually doubled from 2018. So we talk about how important social media is and these type of things, but pales in comparison from referrals, even pales in, in comparison to referrals from other tradespeople. So that old fashioned networking and, and just, you know, uh, doing quality work and that type of stuff and referrals, it just, you can't underscore enough how important that is. Referrals and reputation. You know, I remember when we had Eric on, and that was another one of our favorite episodes when Erica Kitsy came on and did the, the social media stuff. And I remember her saying that, you know, the Instagram was for your pictures and things like that. And then your Facebook account was kind of who you are, what you've done. You know, the Instagram was more um, inspiration type stuff where Facebook was nuts and bolts your company. So I wonder if that, because I thought that number was really low. But then I remember Erica saying, these are just so people know who you are. So I think they'll just get to know who you are, but that I don't think people are using that was the reason that I hired them was because I saw them on Instagram. You know, that might have been the reason that they got in and got to do the estimate. Here's what here's what I that think. That number about. just seemed wicked low, I thought. It does not. Here's why it might account what it might account for that. I think I actually think it would be more, it's more important in our industry. I think you're probably spending more money and it's more, it's a permanent fixture in the house and uh, hardwood floors and, and what have you. I think it certainly depends on how how good you are at social media, because you know, talking to Aaron Sheaves, that's that's his whole business, social media. I mean, he's getting everything off social media. And I talked to a lot of guys that social media is like drives their business now, like, like 100% that referrals. So I think that's interesting how low that is. I, and I don't think it's the case in our industry. You know, now that we talked it out a little bit, there's so much of social media that you see for our guys, a lot of before and after. And I mean, you know, some of these before pictures, you know, it looks like cows were left to live on these floors, you know, and then when they're done, they're just spectacular. So I don't think painters are going to put up a lot of before and after, you know, here the wall was white and now it's blue, but you know, it's not what a wood floor guy does to, for his before and after. So yeah, maybe that could be another reason that the social media was definitely more important to a, a floor guy than a painter. I think 100% it is. And also, uh, you know, products, as you mentioned earlier, products that you use, it's, it scores high up with the painters too. Uh, they want to make sure it's a good, well-known product and what have you. So yeah, quality of the, that tested off the charts. Um, another, I'll give you one more here, is the contractor rating and review websites generated 8% of the landing leads, right? 
uh, equal to the number from 2018, which, you know, the Angie's, Angie List, Angie.com or whatever, uh, they dropped by 35% from 2018. Wasn't that a shocker? Well, that, yes. That shocked me. 35% in three years. They dropped off. From 2018 to 2021, that number dropped 35%. It doesn't shock me at all. And, and, and think about it. Everybody swamped. Everybody would double their business if they had more, more employees, right? So right. why do you need a referral service if, you, if you're so busy right now that you can't, you can't keep doing all the work? Hmm. So I can kind of see where that one's coming from. Not a good number for Angie, though. No. <laughs> wow. You know, when you, uh, when you sent this over to me, you know, and I saw painters, you know, the head of the email said painters something. I was like, oh, man, we're going to do a show on painters that think they can do hardwood floors. So I, I, even though that's not what the show's about, I got to tell you this story, okay? I go into uh, do an estimate. Older couple in town went to do an estimate. They want their kitchen sanded, you know. Well, I could tell somebody it was a new job and somebody rented the old, an old tip tilt, you know what I mean? And just oh, yeah. dribbled his way through the floor <laughs> and just absolutely destroyed this, this kitchen floor. I mean, just absolutely destroyed it. So, you know, these jobs are more of a repair job than a sand job because if I don't, right. yeah, I don't level it, it's still going to look crappy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think at the time we were charging like, 250 a foot so i think i i might have jumped up to like three and a quarter you know and i, I forget the size but i'm pretty sure the job was around 700 dollars, you know and i give the lady the estimate now now all of a sudden she's telling me because actually on that street that she lived on i had done three other houses over the years you know so I guess she went to the neighbors and said, my floor is a disaster. And they all like, oh, call Rob, you know? So, so I give her my estimate and she's looking at the estimate and I could see her hand start shaking, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and she's starting to well up and, I, and I'm thinking, oh, oh my God, you know, it was the worst I had ever seen anybody take one of my estimates. I mean, uh, the lady was crying right? And shaking. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure about this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I know it's a little bit higher than, you know, usual, but, you know, there's a lot of repairs that I have to do here and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And she just kept saying, are, are you sure? Is this, is this really the number? And, uh, you know, I'm like, wow, this lady is just, (laughs) yeah, that's, First, I'm just thinking, just let me leave, you know? (laughs) Why do this to us? So then I finally said, is everything okay? You know, I got to do a lot of extra work. She goes, yeah, everything's fine. And, you know, when can you do the job? And finally I said, you know, what's, what's the matter? And she goes, well, we had a guy who was doing all the painting and they live in a really old, beautiful old farmhouse, huge. They had this guy doing all the painting and they had mentioned the floors and he said he could do it. Anyways, he charged her 
$2,400 to sand the kitchen. And he didn't have his own equipment. He went and rented it. But he charged 2400 bucks, And she kind of thought that was where the price was going to be. Now I'm ready to cry. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that I could have charged two grand for this. Did you say, well, <laughs> that was just for the sandpaper, ma'am. <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. 2400 bucks. So, so I said to her, I go, look, did you pay this guy? You know, do you? Do you owe him any money? Because if you do, you know, don't pay him another dime. I'll pay me what you were going to pay him. So she didn't get it all back, but she got like half of it back. But that's what I thought this show was going to be about. And I was like, oh, boy, if I got a story for this show. <laughs> well, so I'd like to say, um, I, I, you know, whether you're a hardwood floor contractor or painter, or whatever, any plumber, small business, it's it's germane to all of the, all of that. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I think that was an interesting survey, and I, I think there is something we can extrapolate out of that, use it in our own business, our own lives. And uh, thank you, Rob. A lot of fun, buddy. All right, so this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>